Wait, who went first? Uh, Sorry, me. Did you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. No. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. <gasps> Kygo's new album, Golden Hour, just dropped. Listen now. <laughs> uh, who's telling you to Whoa. do that? Uh, Spotify. <gasps> Spotify. Why is this the one you're excited about? Lady Gaga is literally... Carly Rae Jepsen literally came up with an album. She is trying to change the world. She's trying to save 2020. You know who else dropped music today? Britney Spears. What? Is it about how she burnt her gym down? I didn't listen to it. (laughs) Hello. I haven't listened to it yet. Because I haven't listened to anything besides Kygo today, okay? I can't handle this. (laughs) Because you were worried about Britney Spears' vanilla candles? I don't think you're ready for this, Charlie. I don't think you're ready for this. (laughs) <laughs> Don't do that. Keep it foxy. If she does both, does she still do wah wah? I don't know. Is it wah 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 wah? What if this one makes a different noise? You're never sure. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> aren't they never the same size? Mine definitely aren't. Breasts. 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 This one's bigger. Um. They both look really large, like massive. Then like a I need D a breast cast. plate. No, I need a bra. What am I saying? I need some breasts. Yes, please. That's what Dusty says on, on our post. Ugh, we love Dusty. Classic. Not Amy Schumer. Though. Classic. We don't love Amy Schumer. Uh, you know who loves Amy Schumer? Thomas. Savannah. Oh, Thomas, too, I guess. Savannah loves Amy Schumer. Savannah. Wow. Of all the people to stand... And that's your that choice. just means that they have taste, okay? Oh, do they? Yeah. I don't think they do. Um, taking Snapchats. Just hanging out. When are we recording? Um, we're already recording. Cool. You knew that. <laughs> How, when did you start? Uh, two minutes ago. I just oh, I just started saying things because I was like, at some point he's going to start recording, I think. <laughs> no. Just kept going. This is not a podcast. Okay. We're Facebook Livers now. We don't do just talking. We do video. We have events. Uh, like what? Like sizzling <gasps> with Spencer. And crop, 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 with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I love when Dustin was like, uh, Chris loves cocktails. And I'm like, cock! Yeah. Honestly. Rooster emoji, tails. <laughs> eggplant, eggplant. <laughs> Oh my god, I've been doing that ever since. And Thomas is like, Stop. No. It's canceled. I'm like, What is it? No. No, no. No, no it's no. Lady Gaga. I knew she was a chicken. Boom. A child. No, oh, no, 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 no. no. Um, just get up. <laughs> I just wanted everyone to know about um, we're celebrating Lady Gaga's Chromatica today. Well, and Chris is not because he's never listened to Kai it. Kygo's Golden Hour. And Kygo's Golden Hour, apparently. <laughs> but also Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, but Carly my Ray favorite Jepsen thing. Came out, she's Shut old news. The fuck up. That's true. I said what I said. Anyways, Carly Rae Jepsen, I mean, Lady Gaga, <laughs> came out with Rain on Me. And my favorite thing to do is sing the chorus, but if I was a chicken. Yeah. And <laughs> so good, stupid. Uh, Lady Gaga was literally like, "Let me drop this chromatica." And she's that meme. I'm gonna give the gays everything that they want. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm about to give the gays everything they want. <laughs> I told my mom yesterday that she was I, about. There was like a, a Twitter 
uh, a tweet, a Twitter. A, there Twitter. Was a Twitter. There was a twat. That was what? like, uh, y'all straights think that God hates gay people, but he gave us Lady Gaga's <laughs> album, two seasons of RuPaul's. Three, three seasons of RuPaul's. I saw this one. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so the gays, God loves the gays. And yeah. she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, mom, you just don't get it. <laughs> just be gay with me, mom. <laughs> Fuck. Let me be gay. <laughs> no, let me be gay, but also you enjoy it. Yeah. Just you sit there and you listen. Like it. We have a culture, <laughs> and you're going to be involved. Gay culture. Mm, mm, ooh, ooh. Ew. <laughs> oh wait. <clears throat> oh, so cute. <laughs> little pinch, little cheek pinches. Little cheek pinches. <laughs> well, mine are just four finger cheek touches. My little cheek pinches. <laughs> um. Wow. Well, welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, Only six minutes in, or however long we're in. Four. Four. Wow. Um, okay. We're going to do things a little differently today oh, because boy. there's some interesting uh, <clears throat> world-changing phenomena today. Mm-hmm. The uh, world f- premiere of the finale. World premiere of world the finale. premiere of the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. Uh-huh. Um, and that starts in 15 minutes. And um, we're on gay time today. We're on drag queen time today. So everything's at a, a shift of... An, an hour, hour and a half. And a half. <laughs> so we're oh, at an hour and a half. Oh, your show was supposed to start at nine. It's ten thirty. That's fine. <laughs> hey, you wanted a, you were like looking for a chill Thursday evening it's with Friday a drag now. show at ten p.m. <laughs> um, no, it's gonna start at one thirty. Can you stick around Good for luck. that? <laughs> you just gonna hang out for that? Your show will be starting in five minutes. Thirty minutes later, your show is almost ready. <laughs> Go get your final cocktails and be sure to tip your bartender. Hey, bitch! I have been there. There was one time I showed up for a show and nothing was prepared for us because they only had one bartender, and then the person who does like the lights and sound wasn't even there. So I was like, "Cool, we were supposed to start at six. It was a, a it was a six to eight thing, and we started at seven. <laughs> yep, it was great." It was great. I mean, I showed up late, first of all, but... but <laughs> you showed up to seven. I'm the That's host. Why I can do whatever the fuck seven. I want to, okay? <laughs> Listen. Listen, period, sis. So, how are you feeling on this day of days? Um, I'm feeling lots of things, but right now I'm feeling really excited. I'm really excited about um, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, I'm excited about the future. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I'm wearing nails. I've got a wig on. I stoned my dress. I'm mm-hmm. doing drag, you You're know? doing drag. Doing drag. Uh, but no, life is good right now. It's a, it's a confusing mess, and we're just sitting in quarantine with a big old question mark. But, you know, we're doing it. <laughs> just doing it. We should preface this episode by saying that Black Lives Matter. Of course. Um, it's a very important sentiment right now. And uh, being both cisgendered white gay people uh we don't always know the right thing to say but we hear you and we respect you we respect you you and we know that change needs to happen and uh uh the first part of that is talking about it so help us learn help us learn black lives matter we would like to to learn as well so we agree black lives matter um yes excellent but we we put that little that caveat in the good yes, good information in there in the beginning because uh, that is a sentiment that I have been mulling over today. Yes, uh, dealing with harshly in my mind today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you want to just jump right into some spoopy things? Yeah. We got twelve minutes before our show starts, and then we're gonna pause. Sure, and we I come back. But before we jump in, I want to hear have a word from our sponsor. Oh, who could it be now? Do you have me to tell Wait, you? Wait, let me. 
Who is it? It's Big Bones! Big Bones! A recent Gallup poll shows that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger at the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to a 2019 study, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably already know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety that we may have passed on to our dogs? Question, question mark. <laughs> Why did I say that out loud? I don't know. Baked Bones has a solution. <laughs> CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakedBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and the other benefits that it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 10% now with promo code SPOOPY10. SPOOPY10. S-P-O-O-P-Y-1-0. Baked Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the United States. Um, I just want to tout the... I am here to give accolades to Baked Bones because your boy had to take uh, Miamides to get groomed today uh-huh. which How'd is always go? a um struggle <laughs> an, an experiment and he's a, been a full experience <laughs> it is definitely some like there's a beginning point and an end point and then somewhere in between everything falls apart yeah um he's been banned sounds like for, my life i mean <laughs> you'd be surprised because it's a movie based upon your life. oh gotcha and it's kennedy starring no uh, it's chris. kennedy as chris yes there you go <laughs> um so normally he's he shaved just like me. <laughs> well, yeah, you're definitely just as bald. Um, <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> um, he norm he has been banned from Pets Mart uh, and two groomers, so it's very hard to get him cut. Yeah, <laughs> and we took him there today to get cut, and he didn't have his baked bones right before, but the baked bones, if you let it build up in the system. Mm-hmm. It keeps him pretty cool all the yeah, time. So all the time. He was a gentle boy. Which is so crazy. And I asked Lydia, I was like, did you have to sedate him? <laughs> and she was like, no, no. we actually didn't. <laughs> I was like, I am genuinely surprised. Uh, that's not my dog. <laughs> Take it <laughs> and back. then they brought it out and he was <laughs> shaved clean. I was like, no, that's no, not my dog. No, no, wrong. <laughs> Ma- Mamity? A child? No. 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 Gross. <laughs> LOL. Okay, well, let's dive into some spoopy stuff. How about sure, that? let's talk about uh, it. So you went first last time, so I'm going to go first this time. Um, have you ever heard of the Plainfield Ghoul? No, I have not. No, okay, well, let me go ahead and Is it, it a Plainfield, New Jersey? Plainfield, Wisconsin. Oh, Plainfield, New Jersey. That's Michelle, Michelle Visage, Plainfield. Is it, is it really? Plainfield Ghoul. No, mm-hmm. well, that's basically her, yeah. Oh. I mean, she was seen on the turnpike, but she was, she was not blowing. She was... Sucking. She was blood. She was She's eating brains. She was definitely give, giving some booze. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I don't know what that means. Booze. Anyways, so I'm going to tell you about the Plainfield Ghoul. Uh, so Plainfield Ghoul. Have you ever heard of Ed Gein? Mm-hmm. How about that? That's a Plainfield Ghoul. Oh. So we're going to talk about Ed Gein said today. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Oh, sorry. It's in German. It's Gein. It's Gein. Well, it's wrong. Well, Ed Gein. Fine. I'll say it right. Wow, you went for a big one. I did. It's terrifying. Isn't that crazy? Then you should have started with his name, Ed Gein. Nobody knows a Plainfield Girl. I know everything about that's Ed what Gein. They, that's what everyone called him. Uh, no. The, inter- no. the interwebs called him the Plainfield Ghoul. Why is my voice so? <laughs> You're singing. Yeah. 
It's my singing voice. <laughs> Part two. I'm taking lessons. <laughs> uh, so Ed Gein was born in Wisconsin um, in August. It's of, pronounced Wisconsin. Stop. Wisconsin, uh, 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 no, 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 August 27th of 1906, and was the second of two boys. His father, George, was an alcoholic that couldn't keep a job. He worked as a carpenter. I barely know her. A tanner. I barely know her. An insurance salesman. I barely know him. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. And even owned a grocery store at one point. Uh, after a few years, the father sold the shop and moved the family into, abruptly sold the shop. And then moved the family into isolation uh, on a large farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin. It was like 150 acres or something like that, um, which became the family's permanent residence. Uh, his mother hated her husband with a passion. Yep. Her name was Augusta. Um, with a And she was a religious fanatic as well. Uh, she took advantage of the isolation and was like, nope, nope, we're out here. You moved me out here. No one's allowed here. We're in isolation. No one's out, welcome out here. Don't come. You're not welcome on our farm. So that... No one could influence her sons. Um, well, that besides like her. me during COVID-19. Honestly. You're, no one else is welcome. Only I can nope. influence you. <laughs> uh, every afternoon, she scheduled time to read verses from the Bible, typically from the Old Testament concerning death, murder, and divine retribution. Um, All the good stuff. The good shit. The uh, stuff that keeps people loving. Oh, yeah. She preached to her boys about the immorality of the world uh, and the evils of drinking and that women, besides herself were naturally promiscuous and instruments of the devil. <laughs> She's like, hold on, guys, get this. Okay. Every woman is evil. Really? No, but not, not, me. Not, me, not, not me. Not me. Not me. Every woman <laughs> sucks, but I'm Except great. me. I'm, I'm fantastic. You should always listen to me. But then she also said, your father also sucks too. <laughs> so really, I'm because, the only one that's cool here. Because she said uh, the evils of drinking were like a big thing, and her husband was an alcoholic. Their father was an alcoholic. So she was like, he sucks too. So all women, except for me, and your father suck, okay? <laughs> so everyone that you've ever known sucks except me. Exactly. And on top of that, that gets even worse. Because they were allowed to attend school. However, Edward was known as the shy kid in school and was even known to laugh randomly at himself almost like he was laughing at his own jokes so there was already Shit. some voices going on in there I uh, do that. yeah yeah you oh, laugh at yourself all the time you're just <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i'll just be listen i'm fucking crazy yeah because i'll think of something funny and then just laugh at something that i did before he was like walking <laughs> i laugh in my sleep oh god <laughs> i just cry I've done that too. That's the only time I. I have emotions in my sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just wake up. <laughs> I mean, that's me every morning, honestly. Um, and so, to make matters even worse, his mother used to punish him for making friends. So, as a little kid, he was like, "I'm gonna go talk to people," and she's like, "No, <laughs> only I can do that." Uh, so that only added to his poor social development. Uh, so then, on April first of 1940, so we're. Uh, skyrocketing, skyrocketing, moving forward, fast forwarding. That's the word I was looking for. What the fuck? Um, about 34 loud. years. Um, and so his father died from a, from heart failure from his alcoholism. Uh, Ed and his older brother, Henry, started doing odd jobs in town to cover living expenses at the age of 34. I'm sorry. What about... were you doing beforehand, sir? You Was your living dad just in doing the woods? You're just like, li no, living on the property, just like hanging out, doing, I, I assume that they were probably doing farm work, but like. That what? That but was that also, it. Can't you continue that? Yeah, or contrib. I don't know. Why weren't you contributing beforehand? Anyways, 
Whatever. Uh, so they were considered rather trustworthy handymen around the community, and Ed even babysat for neighbors, relating more to the children than the adults. Red flag. Yep. Red flag. I want to hang out with these children. No. I, these little kids are my friends. You are a 35-year-old man. Stop. These are not your friends. <laughs> um, his older brother took this opportunity to start dating uh, and dated a woman uh, and was planning on moving in with her to get away from their mother. And so whenever they would go out on town, he would start talk, talking ill of their mother to Ed, uh, who was so shocked and hurt by this because his mother was her everything. No. Yeah, his mother was his everything. There you go. Uh, so then on May 16th of 1944, Henry and Ed were clearing marsh vegetation on the farm by burning it, and then the fires got out of hand wildly, and that drew the attention of local fire department. Um, the fires were quelled by the end of the day, but Ed reported his brother Henry missing that evening. The search party was formed with lanterns and flashlights where, his, where Henry's dead body was found face down. It seemed as if he had been dead for some time. However, there was no burn marks on his body, which led to suspicion of heart failure. Yep. Can't see any wounds. Heart failure. Yep. You had a heart attack. It's, yep. Well, it's what? 1940? It's 1944, yeah. I mean, medical science has progressed a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. This one, they were like, you should probably give people lobotomies. They saw the Black Dahlia and they were like, how did she pull herself apart like that? How did she rip herself apart? Is that allowed? Um... So it was later reported that there was bruising on the top of head uh, on the top of his head, but this was not confirmed because there was never an autopsy conducted. <laughs> Just bury him. Just he's fine. The coroner officially listed asphyxiation as the cause of death. Ass. I love that. As the cause of death. Um, shortly after Henry's death, his mother suffered from a debilitating stroke at the age of sixty-seven, and Gein devoted much of his life to support her. She had an episode where they went to go buy straw or something like that. And uh, he was at this man's house and he took her with her because she couldn't be by herself. Um, and she was watching this man come outside and beat his dog, like beat his dog to death, basically. And this woman comes outside and yells at him and then goes back inside. Well, then she starts, the mom starts to have an episode, not because this man was beating his dog to death, but because there was a woman with this man and this man was not known to be married. <sighs> so she was like, there's a harlot in the house with him. I can't do this. So it sent her in a fit. Um, and then she later suffered for a stroke, from a stroke not long after this and died in December of 1945. Pull this up. Well, the gays are living. Yeah. Are you recording? Yeah, sure. Already? Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of my story. Mm -hmm. Gays are living. We took a break. Because well, we, told, we told them that we were going to. Yeah. Uh, the RuPaul's Ryegrass was on, and we had to watch our <clears throat> Queen prompts. We can't discuss it here because yeah, we have be another Sunday. episode. Yeah, we'll have our own Our Ruby podcast come out next week to discuss. Actually, why don't? Because I mean, not much really happened this week, so why don't we like combine this? I mean, besides the lip syncs, but like it wasn't like a full episode that we can like discuss a lot of, unless you really want to. Okay, um, but we can combine this in the promo from. All Stars. Oh, yeah, that sounds All good. All Stars 5. To get us prepared for All Stars 5, because All Stars 5 comes out next Friday, and we yes! have to be ready for that. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yes, I'm very into that. <laughs> oh, what are you straight people doing during quarantine? We don't care. There's <laughs> too much gay content out here for us. Three franchises of RuPaul's Drag Race. Lady Gaga drops an album. Kygo drops an album. Uh, uh 
Carly Rae Carly Jepsen, Rae Jepsen. Uh, Britney Spears drops a new single. Uh, who else has released songs? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa has a new album for mm-hmm. us. Uh, the gays were blessed. So anyone who thinks, any of you homophobes out there saying that the gays are not loved by God, praise we're be. We're blessed and highly favored. Mm-hmm. Soft and supple. Sounds like a winter storm. <laughs> Does In it? an old movie. Like a I, well, you would movie. be the one who actually knows what a winter storm sounds like. Did you ever live through a winter storm? Did you ever oh, have yeah. like a blizzard? Mm-hmm. I lived in Quebec. Yeah, girl. Yes, bitch. <laughs> Lots yes, of snow. Bitch. Yes. <laughs> Not as many as a lot of my family members. Yeah, oh, they're all like. <laughs> <laughs> It's May and it's still snowing. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Wasn't it snowing at the beginning of May? I, wanted, I was on a happy hour for my friend's, uh, friend Alyssa's birthday on May 8th. May 8th. Um, and did you turn me off? No, I turned down. It's very loud. Oh. <laughs> We've gotten louder since we stopped or re- recorded. We've last. gotten drunker too. <laughs> no. You fed us shots. We had one. It was one time. <laughs> Just a random thing. <laughs> well. Um, what was the thing? Oh, yeah, and my friend Quentin, who lives up in like upstate New York, she, um, bless you, Thank she you. was like, uh, I had to go out and cover my plants because it is snowing. Yep. Again, May, beginning of May. Like, okay, bitch. You know where else it snows a lot? Where? Fucking Wisconsin. Wisconsin. You want me to tell you about it? What? It was me. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Back rolls. Making weird, weird noises. Um, so we just uh, talked about his mother dying um, in December of 1949. Yeah, so back to spooky stuff. So, yeah, so we finished with his mom dying. So his mom was like his best friend. So he's lost his he lost his dad in 1940, lost his older brother in 1944, or possibly killed his brother in 1944. Probably. Not certain on that one. Um, but we're making assumptions here because he was mad about him talking about his mother. Um, and now he just lost his mom after taking care of her for a year uh, in 1945. So, Ed Gein held on to the farm, working around town with odd jobs around once again. To, around town. town. Bring it around town. Then do this, then 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 this, and then stop. stop. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, so, yeah? What? Oh, I'm just clapping. Oh, okay. Um, so then he boarded up parts of the house. Uh, that he that his mother used to live in, uh, like the downstairs parlor, the upstairs living room. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the upstairs and the living room. So most of the house he's got a was kitchen and off. a room. Yeah, he and left a hallway. them entirely untouched, uh, while the rest of the house became very squalid and fell apart. <laughs> squalid. That's a good SAT word, right? Squalid. Squalid. Um, I actually know that one from a game that I used to play was Roman Total War. Was uh, you get like squalor points depending on like how big your city got and like if you had public um, like baths and you know ooh. stuff like that. Like, ooh, wow. That is wow. racy Don't for a game. Roman Roman bathhouses. You I know, understand the mm. sheets now. What? Yeah. So he the toga just lift up the sheet a little bit. And hey. Like, <laughs> it smells like really not good because <laughs> they don't have the utterance but come on in uh so he actually lived in a small room next to the kitchen so basically all that was really open was the main hallway the kitchen and the small room next to it the rest of it was boarded off because he was like my mom lived there 
can't go in there. But the rest of the house became very nasty because he didn't take care of it. But the parts that he had boarded off were pristine. Um, so it was around this time that he started to become interested in Pulp Fiction. Uh, a lot of Pulp Fiction involving cannibals and Nazi atrocities. Uh, he was very interested in what um, things were done to people. Experiments. Yeah. Um, so fast forward just a small bit from 1945 when his mom died to November 16th, 1957. So 12 years. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, so now he's, what, 51? Uh, plain fit. Yes, I can do math. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got math correct for the first time on this podcast, like, ever. <laughs> I don't believe you. Okay, anyways. Um, he was born in 1906, and it's 1957. I don't believe you still. Anyways, um, Plainfield Hardwood Store owner. Um, there was a Plainfield Hardwood Store owner. Uh, fuck, what was her name? Bernice Warden. Uh, disappeared. You made that up. No, her name Bernice is Bernice. Warden? I'm no. going to say it again. Yeah, and no. if it's wrong, you can, you can quote me, okay? Uh, yeah, it's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, she disappeared. Uh, so the resident, uh, a resident of the small town, because small towns are small towns, and they see anyone who does anything, um, was like, yeah, I saw the, her truck leaving the store around 9.30 this morning. Well, the store had been closed all day, but that was not suspicious to residents because it was deer hunting season. Uh, yep. Hell yeah, brother. Ew. <laughs> I have that written in my notes. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> Her son, Deputy Deputy Sheriff Deputy. Frank... Deputy. Deputy Sheriff Frank Warden entered the shop around 5 p.m. to find the cash register open and bloodstains on the floor. So... Now there's still a, deer hunting season. Yeah, where's a, the deer? There's a lapse of seven and a half hours between this that things that he was like people were just like, well, your mom's not at the store, and he was like, oh, she's probably out hunting deer. I'm like, yep, okay. <laughs> what if when he said that he meant that the deer were hunting her, and they came in uh, the place and killed her? They could have. They could have just been like, hey. Deers are very violent animals. Did you shoot something. Bambi? Hey, people die from deer. I, I, people what did I get, just fucking say? What I fucking sorry. <laughs> At the end of the fucking day. It does not fucking matter. Uh, thanks, Heidi in Closet. <gasps> uh, uh, so, her... <laughs> uh, uh, um, he notes... Two investigators that Ed Gein was in the store the evening before, adding that he had returned in the morning, adding that he was going to be returning in the morning for antifreeze. Evidence of this was confirmed through the last receipt that was written by Warden the morning that she had disappeared. Excuse LOL, me. Remember a handwritten receipt. receipts? Stop. A written Excuse receipt? Me. This is the 1950s now. Do you think they had a little. Oh, here, let me print this out for you. No. <laughs> That's a, is it no? Okay. No. Okay. No. We yep. Back in shirts, we still had to write hand receipts all the time. Wow. My mom used to write checks when I was younger at grocery stores. Excuse me? Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, anyways. Maybe so, my parents did too. I just never paid attention. Probably. Although when we moved to the States, my parents were just like, every newfangled thing, let's do it. Let's do the new credit card thing. Let's do it. <laughs> also, surprisingly, Canada is ahead of the curve on financial things like they had chips I'm, that's and the not surprising to me years. that's really not surprising to me <laughs> i feel like that that was a thing that was around for a long time and everyone always touts america's great is it though let's go to the bank every day yeah Why? no uh so the evening of the same day ed Gein. oh 
No, yeah, Ed Gein was arrested. I, I was like, did I lose my place? No, Ed Gein was arrested because they were like, you were the only one to see her that morning. Uh, what the fuck happened? So they arrested him at a grocery store in town so they could further investigate. Well, they were like, let's go ahead and search his farm. Nope. You want to know what they found at his farm? A lampshade made of human nipples. Let me go ahead and tell you what he what they found at his farm. Oh, I know. They most found. Of them. <laughs> Whole human bones and fragments. Mm-hmm. They found a waste basket made of human skin. Yeah. They had. They found human skin covering several chair seats. Yeah. Uh, skulls on his bedposts. Uh, female skulls with some of the tops sawn off. Bowls made from human skulls. A corset made from a female torso skin from shoulders to waist. Yeah. Leggings made from human leg skin. Masks. From the skin of female heads, Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. We haven't talked about Mary Hogan yet. Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Bernice Warden's, I got the name right. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's pot-bellied stove. Which, cannibal. Yes. Oh, Uh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Nine vulva in vulvae. Vulvae? Vulvae? Vulvae. Uh huh. In a shoebox. <laughs> That's where you would keep. That's them. where you keep them. Uh, a young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about fifteen years old. A belt made from female human nipples. Ah, there it is. That's the four noses. A pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. A lampshade made from the skin of a human face mm-hmm. and fingernails from female fingers. I mean... <clears throat> Bitch, what the fuck? Listen. If you walked into someone's fucking house... And- Hold on. Okay, let me just tell you. Okay. Interior design is a very <laughs> wide field. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and- if you walked into someone's fucking house and there was just like skin... Well, nobody's going in this house. That's the problem. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. If you were an investigator and walked into someone's fucking house, would you not just be like... <laughs> Bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck did I just walk into? This would be traumatizing, girl. Mm-hmm. Traumatizing. Especially from a man that's been just going into people's houses and, like, fixing up their shit and just, like, being a handyman, babysitting their kids. Like, a person who was known around the small town to be, like, an upstanding citizen and just straight up has all this shit. Girl. What the, the things fuck? that went on in that man's brain, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Yeah. When investigators questioned him, Gein told stories of about 40 nocturnal visits, excuse me, that he made between 1947 and 1952 to three local cemeteries in a days-like state. Mm-hmm. Uh, girl, you high as fuck. Uh, no. No. You crazy. <laughs> yeah. You've, no, you've, no. You've got some, some misfirings going on in your brains. Did you? Why were you staring at my project? Because I'm afraid that you're turning all those dials while we're literally recording. He said, Chris has turned off. Chris has turned back on. Chris has turned back on. I mean, here, talk. I think I'm number two. You are. You turn yourself off. Hello, it's Chris. Dogging on our Zoomy podcast. So silly. Am I back on? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So on 30 of these... <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> on 30 of these visits, he said that he awoke from the 
days while he was in the cemetery and left the graves in good order and returned home empty-handed. So he was like, what the fuck <laughs> am I doing here? What the fuck? And then fuck? just left. Um, but on the other visits, he dug up the recently deceased middle-aged women who he thought most resembled his mother, uh, took their bodies home, and tanned their skins to make his paraphernalia. Yep. He admitted to stealing from a total of nine graves and led investigators to their locations. They were like, bitch, is this real? They still weren't certain. Even though they had found all this shit inside their house, which they took pictures of, and they destroyed all of the evidence. Like, there's no pictures of this anywhere. I'm, yeah, but still. Yeah. Um, They destroyed everything. They were like, no, no, no. A murder? No, no. (laughs) No, no. A child. What's worse than a murder? A child. child. No, no. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, it's up for debate. Yeah. Um, So he took them to their locations and they were like, we're going to go ahead and dig up these graves. Because I don't think that you were capable by yourself of digging up an entire grave in one night, taking the body... And then burying re-burying it, it, reburying it in one night. Bitch, he was. Because they took up three different coffins, two of which were completely empty, besides jewelry, which he was polite not enough interested to... Not interested in. He was not interested in at all. He took off their jewelry and left it in the, the like, boxes. Mama, and this is again. garbage. This is, ma- Mama, this is garbage. Fuck you. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> Mama, this is garbage. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's been 87 years and then she throws it into the ocean <laughs> mama this is garbage I love whatever this that, that Titanic like gif or the video where it's like the Titanic like and she just like drops in the ocean and then it's the mean girls uh, guy whenever she breaks the crown he's like <gasps> <laughs> shout out to Daniel Franzesi yeah Fran- Franzesi 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 or Franzesi Franzesi it doesn't matter um, so yeah, they dug up these, these things and two of the coffins were empty and the other one had body parts in it, but they were like leftover body parts that he was like, I don't need these. <laughs> I don't need this toe. Yeah. I can do without these so guys. He took most of the bodies of these three that they tested that he was like, yeah, I definitely took these bodies. And they were like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you real? <laughs> well, I'm sure they were like, which ones did you take this from? And he's like, hmm, that, that one, one, that one, one and that, that one. one. Yeah. Because there's nothing else in the other ones. Yeah. So you can look in there. Um, there's full bodies in the other ones because you don't want to shoot a bow about the murders. Yeah, I, I didn't kill anyone. Yeah, they didn't really even find out much of the murders. Well, we'll get there. Um, so after his mother's passing, Gein had wanted to make a, a woman's suit for himself because he wanted to, quote, become his mother to literally crawl into her skin, end quote. Yep. Uh, he denied ever having sex with the corpses because they smelled too bad. Um, Bitch, that was um, your... I don't believe you. That was the reason... you. So you didn't have sex with them, but you would dig them up as they're rotting and decomposing in the ground for periods of time and then take their bodies to take their skin and vulva why you got that those seven vulvas yeah exactly like you took a lot of things and you took very sexual things as well so like okay um but he also confessed to murder mary hogan so mary hogan was a very like brief thing so she had been missing she was a tavern owner in the town that had been missing between 
missing since 1954. So mind you, this is 1957. But no one was like, we lost our tavern owner. Bitch, if my bartender just oh, randomly no. disappeared, I'd be like, excuse me. Not what happened, happened to what him? Happened? Yeah, why is he not naked at the, the gay bars? I'm because sorry. nobody they here is going to give me as bars. nice of a drink as he does. Exactly. <laughs> All I you other hoes are skimpy here. <laughs> he takes the fucking pour her off the spout and just, just goes glug, full glug, bottle glug, glug, into the glass. Like, you just ask for one shot? Glug, 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 glug. One shot of tonic water. That's two shot. shots of vodka. <laughs> Precisely. Um, so, where was that? Oh, so yeah. So he was like, yeah, I also carried, killed Mary Hogan. So there's that. And they were like, she's, Is that you, you just solved our murder case for, or so, solved our case for us. Um, so at that time, a 16-year-old youth uh, whose parents were... Youth. Youth. Whose parents were acquaintances of Gein reported that Gein had kept shrunken heads in his house. They, he had originally claimed that these were relics from the Philippines from a cousin who served on the islands during World War II. It was later determined, however, that these were actually like little stands that held human facial skins carefully peeled by Gein and used as masks. Mm-hmm. How wonderful is that? Um, during questioning, the county sheriff, Art Schley, Schley? S-C-H-L-E-Y. Schley. 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 Art Schley reportedly assaulted Gein by banging his head and face into a brick wall repeatedly. As a result, the initial confession of Gein was ruled inadmissible. Schley, Schley died at the age of 43 in 1968 from... Murder. You guessed it. Heart failure. Because everyone else in this story has been blamed for heart failure. Uh, many... Oh, no. I said, I said murder, though. Okay, well, I guessed it. Oh. Because I knew what it was. Anyways, so many who knew Schley... Well, it's Wisconsin. Yeah. There's a lot of cheese there. There's a lot of cheese. So they were all just like, heart failure. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. bud. <laughs> oh, bud. What are you having with your beer today? I'm going to have a full block of cheese. Anyway. The Wisconsin accent is very similar to a Manitoban. You're right, but I feel like it's very, like... Wow. Yeah. Ugh. They're literally like 10 miles apart. So? So they kind of sound a little similar. Yeah. Okay. Canadians are just more friendly. That's true. The the American one's probably like, what are you going to have? What are you going to have with your beer today? Or get the fuck out of my I'm going to have some fucking cheese, you <laughs> bastard. Get the fuck out of here. They're very aggressive. So. <laughs> yeah, Midwesterners. Who, yeah. The most aggressive yeah, people. Look at Nick. It's all those socks. Can't <laughs> find the matches. All that sock money. <laughs> He's uh, consistently looking for matches. Can't find them. Can't Makes find him angry. That's what you were just doing 10 minutes ago. You threw a chair out the window. <sighs> it wasn't a chair. It was Ken. <laughs> no, no, that's he's bad. A baby. No, don't abuse. Don't it do was that. Your laptop. Okay. <laughs> so, where am I reading from? Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote them. Wrote these notes. These are written notes. I did write these notes. These are not copied and pasted. Wow. I wrote my own notes. That's why I have my own little jokes in here. Um, so many who knew Schley uh, said that he had been traumatized by the horror uh, from Gein's crimes and that this was this and the fear of having to testify again caused his death. Because he was going to have to testify because he assaulted Gein. Uh, and he was like, fuck, I don't want to have to face this fucking... Just sitting in the bastard. booth. Yeah. Widest eyes possible, smiling with uh. tilted eyes. Yeah. 
So he was like, I'm not dealing with this. So this was in 1968 when Schley died. But not, yeah. But 1968 was when the new trial was supposed to happen. You want to tell me, you want me to tell you why? I'll tell you why. So backtracking a little bit, initially Gein was uh, arraigned and sent to trial in, I said trail. Sent to trail. Sent to, I spelled that again. Sent to trial on November 21st of 1957. But, so this was only, what, four days after, five days after they found all this shit? Um, let's find out. Uh, four, six days. Five days. Sometime. Some amount of time. Five days after they found all this shit. Um, but he pleaded non guilty and by reason not guilty by reason of insanity and was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent, thus unfit for trial. He spent years in a maximum security hospital uh, for the criminally insane until nineteen sixty eight when doctors determined him mentally able to confer with counsel and participate in his defense. Where's the lobotomy? Give him a lobotomy. I know, if I could just stick a little eye thick in there and be like, Give it. <laughs> You're good like, now. Go on the stand. Just sit there smiling in the background. Um, so the trial in regards to Bernice Warden started on November 7th of 1968, a full 11 year, almost 11 years after this all happened. Um, this lasted one week where he was ruled guilty, even though he wasn't sure that it was an accident. He claims that while he was in the store, he was looking at a rifle and was not aiming that rifle at her, but it went off. <laughs> And it happened to shoot her. It was like fucking Tom and Jerry just like ricochet. Yeah. Bing, bing, but bing, bing. Then he took her back to he took her back to his house and let me describe the way that they found her, because I didn't put this in here. Um, um no. They discovered Warden's decapitated body in a shed decapitated. So he de- he cut off her head in a matter of seven hours. Um hung her upside down by her legs with a crossbar at her ankles, ropes at her wrists, and then her torso was dressed out like a deer. So she was, like, cut open, like you would cut open a deer. Um, and she had been shot with a twenty-two caliber rifle, and the mutilations were made after her death. So, like, you killed her, but then you still took her body and mutilated it. So, like, if it was truly an accident where you just, why wouldn't you I mean, leave her there? Or because he's something. obsessed with bodies anyway. Yeah, I don't know. So he was like, oh, this is mine now. It's, it's fresh. I can take it. <laughs> I mean, it's real fresh. Don't want this to go to waste. Yeah. So, yeah, they found her like that. So was it really an accident? And no. he says that he doesn't remember anything besides uh, holding the rifle in his hand is what I think he said. But. Listen, this is why you don't need a gun. <laughs> honestly, why guns are not necessary. Anyways, if you can just hold it and it goes off and somebody's dead. Whoa, no. how weird! It it just happened. Um, so then they held a second trial right after this. And oh, by the way, they also said they denied his right to a jury. So it was just the judge. Ooh, denied his right to a jury? That's not right. You they can't said do that. Was held without a jury, and it was just the judge presiding. It was in 1950. It's 1968, sorry. I don't know if rules were to, to rule whether or not he could stand? I don't know if it was to stand. It was just the trial. He was ruled guilty of murder. Maybe but, he waived it. I don't know. But then there was a second trial that happened right afterwards. It was held to deal with Gein's insanity, uh, with whether or not he was sane, uh, where he was ruled not guilty. 
by reason of insanity and ordered him ordered him to be committed to the uh, central state hospital for the criminally insane so they were like first you're guilty of a murder second you're not guilty because you're insane like hmm. okay so are you guilty or not guilty and so he was guilty of the murder but not guilty and there was no mention of mary the other woman that he confessed to killing like not even on trial <laughs> not worried at all so he was sentenced to this maximum security like state hospital for the criminally insane which later changed names to like a a, a hospital for rehabilitation kind yes. of thing um his property was auctioned in 1958 so after he was arrested with rumor because it was kind of like put on because rumors were like people were trying to buy the land for creating a tourist attraction yep. because that's fucking terrible. Um, the house was coincidentally burned down in a fire that was set by a trash fire from a maintenance crew that was kind of cleaning up the property a hundred feet from the house during a crew, like during the crew maintenance. Uh, fire marshals later determined that the fire did not move along the ground. And so they were like, one of y'all bitches lit this on fire, didn't you? Uh, there was never any arrest for that. Um, his 1949 sedan was auctioned. Uh, the ones that he used to transfer all of these bodies uh, was bought by a carnival sideshow operator and was char- that was charging 25 cents for people to come see the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, in July, Elwa did not spell July correctly. How? G L U Y. It was J U Y. That was it. Jui. Jui. <laughs> July 26th of 1984. Uh, Ed Gein died at the age of 77 due to respiratory failure, which was onset from lung cancer. Uh, Souvenir seekers, once he died, chipped away pieces of his gravestone until 2000 when the gravestone was stolen entirely. People were like, I'm going to go chip out a little piece and say, wow, I got a piece of Ed Gein's. I have a piece of a person that took a lot of people and made clothes. Like me and Spencer are over here doing Spoopy Podcast every single week, but are we going to go and like steal a piece of someone's gravestone and be like, wow. No, I'm just going to JCPenney to steal mannequin fingers. Bitch, you know I ain't going to take any of that shit. It's all haunted. I don't want any piece of that negative energy inside my life. None. None of that. Until somebody is <clears throat> a murderer with mannequin fingers, I'm not interested. I bet there probably is someone out there that was. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer was hey. obsessed with mannequins. Hey, I'm going to start you have that mannequin. <gasps> Should go look for those fingers. Stop. <laughs> uh, They're long this gone came by now. From the mannequin from Jeffrey Dahmer's. The fingers from the mannequin from Jeffrey Dahmer that he was obsessed with. It's named Gertrude. Ew. Um, Marlene. So the gravestone was stolen in 2000, but then it was recovered in June of 2001 in Seattle. Uh, but the Seattle? Sher- yeah. The but the sheriff's department was like, uh, yeah, we're not going to put this back. We're going to keep it. So they kept it. Um, the county sheriff's department. Oh, Barbara. We miffed, we miffed you. <gasps> she fits right there on the cup. Looks like she's going first one. She's hanging out. Um, so the gravestone is now unmarked. However, it is not unknown its whereabouts because it's still in Plainfield and people know exactly where it's at because it's in Plainfield and Plainfield is not a big town. So they're just like, yeah, let's just go ahead and go to the <laughs> You cemetery. just go down to the local 7-Eleven and you say, hey... Where's that? Uh, Everyone knows about it. Yeah, I'm sure it's part of their guy. history now, and I'm sure right they, they probably also encourage it because it's a, such a small town. They're like, "Come on, tourists!" Even now, they're probably like, "Come on, you you love scary stuff because you know right now scary stuff is all the rage." So like, come on down. Why not? Why don't you pop on over and go see the gravestone? Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, he had a lasting effect on a lot of things. Uh, he's been referenced in a lot of pop culture. Movies specifically. Lots of movies. Uh, uh, some of my favorites. Yeah, tell me. Psycho. Yeah, I was based just going to say of Psycho. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ed Gein. American Horror Story Asylum. Uh, and there was one more that I was thinking, but I so forgot Buffalo what you were Bill, about. Silence of the I'm Lambs. Getting Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leatherface, The Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, there was also... Uh, Rob Zombie's film House of a Thousand Corpses Ooh, and sequel, I can't watch that one The Devil's Rejects Ooh that one's very uh, gory <laughs> Oh yeah you don't like gore Mm-mm. Um, Yeah and then he also yeah it's an American Horror Story Asylum uh, Yeah there's a lot of shit going on there but yeah he was the inspiration of a lot of a lot of things So A monster Yeah American Psycho Patrick Patrick Bateman is based off of him um, isn't that fucking crazy? Oh, really? Yeah. That's not one that I've That's pictured. What it says. Character Ch- uh, Patrick Bateman in 2000 film American Psycho mistakenly attributes a quote to Edmund Kemper to Gein saying, you know what Ed Gein, oh, sorry, Gein, uh, you know what Ed Gein said about women? He said, when I see a pretty girl walking in the street, I think two things. One part of me wants to take her out, talk to her and be real nice and sweet and treat her right. The other part wonders what her head would look like on a stick. Yeah. So they incorrectly said that was Ed Gein, but yeah, um, yeah. So that is uh, fucked up. <laughs> That's a little spooky. Another way to start out a second episode of season two, you know, because I just come out with this hard hitting. I mean, ones. what did you do? Second episode of uh, season one, you went for Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. So, so why not only come fitting out for something that's just as fucked up? So, um, if you want something to kind of brighten brighten all of this up, brighten my mood. Um, how about Jelvin's Candy Shop? Give us a sweet treat. You want a sweet treat? Yeah. Well, let me tell you about Jelvin's Candy Shop. They give you the treats you want and the treats you deserve. Order, order Jelvin's Candy Boxes to bring yourself joy or to delight your friends, family, and clients. They've got gummy bears, jelly beans, Hershey's Kisses, M&M's. They can do small orders, custom orders, and bulk orders, too. Yeah. They are an LGBT-owned and certified business, and 60% of their profits are donated to Sarah's House in Pasadena, Texas, and the South Houston Animal Shelter. Jelvin's Candy Shop is a charity candy store and can be found at jelvinscandyshop.org. That's J-E-L-V-I-N-S-C-A-N-D-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E dot org. Dot org. And we have a special treat for you listeners. Enter the code PRIDE10. That's P-R-I-D-E-1-0 when you place your online order and you will receive 10% off your purchase. Yum! Yum! Love that. I got some for you. I got some for you. I got some for you. Uh, mine's not quite as dark. Good as yours. Thank you. It's very dark. What do you mean? Not quite as dark because uh, I don't go into all of that. Uh, you don't go what? All of the details. Is it a murder? Is it a ghost story? Is it's it a many cult? murders? Oh. And also maybe a shakalak culty. Maybe a culty culty multi baby serial killers. Let me tell you about this guy. So, have you ever heard of the city of Las Vegas? No. Really? No. Well, it's a city. Yeah. Um, Wait. A city? No, no. No, no. (laughs) Well, you know it. I know you know it. So, it's a city in the middle of the desert. I've been there. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Just a city in the middle of the desert. Big city. Yeah, big city. Um, City of lights. Why is it just hanging out all dry and in the desert and shit? 
<laughs> What's that you say? <laughs> Gambling? <laughs> well, of course, that's definitely the answer. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. So that begs it's the question. It's almost like when I asked you what your guess was, and you were like, not heart failure. Back rolls. Back rolls, and I was like, it was heart failure. And you're like, well. <laughs> that's I, crazy. I didn't even say that, but I won. <laughs> uh, so that begs the question, how do the casinos and the sex workers get there? Uh people that's what i'm going to talk to you about today mm. uh a story that has many twists and turns and involves murder murder alcohol, alcohol. and the mob. mob so have you ever heard of a man named benjamin seigel i actually have benjamin seigel tell me about him well how about bugsy yep that's his nickname you know i love nicknames bugsy from, seigel. from the before the 1950s <laughs> what's your name toilet yes. paper huh? why because it's just, I'm really shitty. People call me Tootsie. Why? Because <laughs> I had a large breast removed from my back. It was from the, I lived near <laughs> what a does nuclear that have plant. To do with tits? It just does, okay? <laughs> I said Tootsie, but they heard Tootsie, so never mind. <laughs> well, Benjamin Bugsy Siegel was one of the most infamous and feared gangsters of his D. 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 <laughs> according to the FBI. And. We'll get to hear how he created Las Vegas later in this story, because Ooh. there is a lot to cover. Bugsy created Las Vegas? He helped to create Las Vegas. Wow. Um, he lived a life filled with crime. And murders. Murders? Murders? Um, so, Bugsy was born on February 28th, 1906 in Brooklyn, New York. <gasps> he was born the same year as Ed Gein. He did some similar shit. Wow. Let's learn about Wow. Well, I, I feel like... Wow. Uh, who's, who's that one... Um, What's his name? Owens. Owen. Wilson. Owen Wilson. Was, wow. Mm. Wow. You don't have to actually make any noise. It's just like nasal. Wow. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like electronic. Wow. Wow. <laughs> like that sound when electricity gets too close to something. Wow. Like exactly. a lightsaber. Yes. Wow. Uh, so his parents were Jewish immigrants from an area of Europe called Galatia, modern day Austria-Hungary. Wow. Um, and they lived in a tough neighborhood section of the Williamsburg neighborhood. Um, Irish and Italian gangs were very prevalent in this area. And um, there's not a whole lot of info. What? Irish gangs in Austria? No. He lived in Brooklyn. Oh, his what? parents were from Austria. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Hello. Uh, I have literally made it two sentences in your story, and I'm already not. <laughs> the Irish people were like, you know what we need to do? We need to go to the middle of Europe. Just, start a gang. Just go go to the Alps. And Italians were like, "We heard, you heard what those Irish people are doing? Let's go fight them. Go hang out. <laughs> go with them. See what's happening. So there's Irish and Italian gangs, and they're very prevalent in the area. Um, as a boy, he left school and pursued a gang on Lafayette Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. He mainly stole until he met Mo Sedway, who the two of them together devised a scheme to extort pushcart vendors, which I was a big thing then. Um, like people, people who pushing were like, their carts. I've got pretzels. Hot dogs. Hot, hot dogs here. Like, I got no, you hot dogs. We're going to take your money. Well, they're just like children. And they're like, hey, we're going to burn your shit down if you don't pay us a dollar. I love that. And they paid them a dollar. Yeah. And then they protected them from the other gangs on the street. Um, leading up to his teenage years, Bugsy held a record that included robbery, rape, Rates? and murder. Uh, wow. Not in jail, though. No, not at all. Uh, during these early years, he also befriended a man named Meyer Lansky, who would uh, be a pivotal character in his entire life. 
Um, they formed a small mob that gambled and stole cars. Lansky had previously battled with a man named Charles Lucky Luciano, the leader Lucky of a... Lucky Luciano. That's his nickname. I know. Lucky. I love that. Uh, leader of a rival Italian gang. Lansky saw the need for more members uh, and better organization in order to compete with the rival Italian and Irish gangs. So he focused on Jewish men, as they were both Jewish. Uh, in Brooklyn, uh, his tar- recruits. Yes. Okay, not targets. Yeah, the demographic of his gang. Yeah. So he was like, "We have an Irish and Italian game, but we're looking for Jewish. <laughs> we're recruits. looking for some Jews around here to join a gang. You guys in? What? Make sure very you very diverse. I'm very listen, impressed. Keep going. You can only join after you celebrate your bat mitzvah. Yeah. But we're looking for you. We're looking for you. Um, this is where Bugsy became involved and participated in bootlegging operations okay. uh, in several Wait, East Coast cities. Was this by the 20s at this point? Uh, it's, yeah, roughly. So he got to the point of prohibition. Mm-hmm. He was like, let's make some alcohols. He was born in 1906. This is probably like 1920, 1921. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he is a bootlegger. He also worked as a hitman. Bootlegger. Don't fucking. I barely know her. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, he also worked as a hitman, uh, whom Lansky would hire out to other crime families. The two decided to reorganize and call their new mob the Bugs and Meyer Mob. Uh, they handled hits and rum running from New Jersey to New York. Uh, they were recognized for the, re, quote, removal of several gangland figures. Removal means killed. Yeah. You know what was funny? That somebody is trying to invade on my podcast here by driving by the house playing music yeah yeah i know but also i have another thing that was going to be funny what um i was <laughs> very close to researching the valentine's day massacre in chicago it would have we would have had the same topic on accident without ever talking to each other about it well i didn't really talk i mean it's or a similar it's topic a, not the same topic it plays into this but yeah. it's just one thing. Well, like the Valentine's Day Massacre was a whole like gangs in Chicago about bootlegging and all that other shit at the same time. So we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but my gosh, coincidence. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so they removed gangland fingers. Uh, some of the other members of their outfit were Albert Longies Wilman. Oh boy. Louis Lepke Buchalter. <laughs> Jake Lansky. Jake. <laughs> Everyone else gets nicknames or cool names. You're just like Jake Lansky. God damn, Jake! What the fuck are you doing here? It's it's Meyer's brother. So it's, gosh, my little brother's little here. Just Jake, just do I get a nickname? Nice no, no. You're just here because mom told me how to take you. Now don't touch anything. <laughs> don't touch anyone. Don't kill anyone. Only I can do that. Okay. <laughs> also, Joseph Doc Stature was there. Hello. Um, these members stood uh, by Bugsy and recalled him to be fearless and loyal, saving their lives on many occasions. Bugsy was also a childhood friend of none other than Albert Capone. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. From Chicago. Yeah. Bitch, I'm from Chicago. When Al Capone had a warrant for his arrest. Uh, or, he had lots of those. Yes. For allegations of murder, Bugsy was like, come hang out with my aunt. Yeah. Just come chill. She's 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 cool. She knows she's cool. I do all this murder stuff anyways. It's fine. Lots of Jewish food though. Get ready for some latkes. There's no no Italian food. Nope. So if you're gonna get pizza, you gotta go down to the corner. You gotta go to Chicago. Uh, He's in New York. Yes. Well, maybe. I don't okay. know. Well, I don't know where the aunt lives. Um, by 21-1927, Bugsy was making a lot of money, and he did not care who noticed. He bought an apartment in the Waldorf Astoria Hotel and a Tudor home in Scarsdale, New York. 
He wore flashy clothes and he was very active in the nightlife. He was like, I got all this money from my gang. Let's just hang out. <laughs> oh, baby. You want... Look at this zoot suit. You see this hat, whoa, whoa, darling. Look, whoa. it's amazing. He would just, never say darling. Just look at me. It's just me. Toots. I also chose this because I was planning on doing some sort of a gangster accent the whole time. Oh. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, transition into you that. Only transition whenever you have quotes. <sighs> Not the entire Well, one's coming up. Quotes. Uh, in May 1929, uh, Langsy and Bugsy attended the Atlantic City Conference, which brought together their gangs as well as the Chicago Southside Gang in the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. They called the truce and stated, <clears throat> The Gids and the Dagos will no longer fight each other. <laughs> That's what they said. Wait, so I thought they were friends. Why are they fighting each other? Well, they, they had been fighting on and off. What happened to them being friends? They are... They would ne- They had never like specified that. Like Bugs was good. Everybody liked Bugs, mm-hmm. but like other members would fight with others. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But Bugsy was like, la 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 no no no. Let, let me tell you. Something. Let me make you an offer. You can't refuse. <laughs> and then he was like, let's be friends. And everybody else was like, sounds great. Oh, wow, that's so cute. I love that. Wow. You are so smart. Just coming together and like such a hard time. Listen. Like being best friends. My astrological signs have been like colliding with yours. I so know. I just so imagined ready. that we would be having this conversation. So we're just here together. Like it's after so crazy because I'm a Capri Sun and you're a... <laughs> I'm a spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Capri Sun and you're an Aereo. So Aereo. it's a <laughs> I didn't think that we'd be able to get along, but you know, stupid. The moon is in Virgin, it's, and it's here we are. Gatorade and just doing its thing. Yeah. Did you want? Did you want some of the spaghetti? <laughs> I am a spaghetti sus. Listen. Um, in 1929, Bugsy married his childhood sweetheart, Esther Krakauer, uh, and they had true two children, Millicent and. <sighs> uh oh, take a sip. Barbara? Then Barbara! Ah! Actually, Barbara is reincarnated uh, as Bugsy's... This is Bugsy's child. But she's reincarnated as a mannequin finger. That somehow makes sense. The way that Barbara treats me. (laughs) Listen. Listen. (laughs) Listen here, you little gay. Go over there. Go down in the corner and give me a pack of Marbolos. Marbolos? Marbolos. Don't fucking sass me. (laughs) Go down and give me some Marbolos. And maybe a pack of Hydrox. <laughs> you mean Oreos? Yeah, no, now? I meant what I said, you fucking. <laughs> yes, very that. Uh, 1920s, the late 1920s, Bugsy became more involved with the future bosses of the Genovese crime family. Genovese? Uh, Bugsy, Anastasia, Vito Genovese, and Joe Adonis were all alleged to have been the gunmen that killed New York mob boss Joe Massaria. Wow. On April 15th, 1931. Damn. Uh, ending the connections. The, mm-hmm, ending the Castellia Marese War. In the September of 1931, Lucky Luciano hired four hitmen from Bugsy to murder Salvatore Marazzano, thus establishing his rise to prominence in the Mafia. This marked a significant beginning in the modern, of, uh, in the modern American organized crime ring. Whoa. Uh, following Marazzano's death, uh, Luciano and Lansky formed the National Crime Syndicate. So they formed like a larger game. They were like, listen, 
Let's merge. These four cities. Let's just bring all the gangs just, together. Let's just do it all together. Um, so they brought about more organization of the crime families and divided territories in order to prevent future gang wars. So they were like, let's make this a one, business. One full gang and all together and make money together, but still give each other territory to say, stay this there you so that your people don't fight. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Um, Gangs are weird. Hey. Hey. At the same time, Bugsy formed the Murder Incorporated, the enforcement arm of the Italian Mafia. Literally named Murder Incorporated. They were like, come talk to me if you need someone killed. Hey, you need a murder? Come on down to Murders Incorporated. Pop on down. We got the murders you want and murder the murders you need. INC? <laughs> hey, I don't know that they did taxes for it. Um, I would imagine no. Not. But I'd love to... I'd love to know. I like to think, like, you know. It's like, okay, I filed my taxes this year. We had... Uh, two... What are you in the business of? Sales. Sales. <laughs> what are you selling? Murder. Murder. <laughs> what are you selling? Murder. <laughs> I hope I don't get on it. I put a lot of money in these murders. It's very cost effective. Listen. Um, he grew tired of the bureaucracy that the work quick of uh, the work quickly and oh, turned wow. over <laughs> to the control to Bucalter and Anastasia. You know, he just wanted to work as a hitman. I, he I, he was doing what he loved. I created a company to kill people, and I was so tired of dealing with a company to kill people <laughs> that I was like, I just want to kill people. <laughs> Hello, you need a murder? Who <sighs> oh was okay, tired who? of the politics of his own murder company? Yes, just fucking kill. Someone. I just want to do it. What's his name? <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna pass you off, and you they'll fi- you figure out the money. I'm gonna to go do it right service. now. <laughs> uh, so he traveled across the East Coast carrying out orders. Um, in 1932, he was arrested for gambling and vagrancy after being taken into custody and charged with a hundred dollar fine in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, in Florida, well, he's all he's all over the place. You gotta get a look from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, he reportedly pulled a large roll of bills from his pocket at the police station and paid the fine on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> what am I in for? Hundred dollar fine. You're gambling. You Whoop. Kappa. I just won this from the gambling that you just arrested me from. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um, the gambling that they're doing is not like dice in an alleyway either. It's like bookie. Bookie stuff like yeah, horse races and I things like that. I assume that it was higher level gambling. Well, I'm not like card games either. It's mostly like horse races and things like that. Not like craps or uh, not yet blackjack or poker. S- small game. Their their main focus is like bookkeeping, bookmaking. They call it what? Making bets. Yeah, making bets on horses. Yeah. Yes. But they call it bookmaking. Okay. Which I guess bookie is short for. Yes. I'm explaining to you because you don't understand. Yes, I do. Listen. I've been to horse races. No, listen. Uh, shirts listen, has listen. horse races actually technically a small city outside of shirts, smaller than shirts. Selma has a horse race track. PETA is coming after them now. I'm, they're still open. You exposed Actually, them. whenever we were there, uh, whenever I was back in church for my mom's birthday last year, we went to see exotic animal racing. There was camels, ostriches, zebras. I hate that. Why? Because. It's kind of cool. Those animals don't deserve that. They didn't have people on them. But still. Okay. They don't naturally live in Texas. Bitch, they might. (laughs) Actually, yes, they do. Bitch, she might. Zebra 
and uh, ostriches can live up in like um, the hill country because it's the same, very similar climate to South Africa. Did you know that? I just taught you something. Wow. So that's what like a lot of like rich oil people with lots of money go out and have farms and have exotic animals like giraffes and zebra and wildebeest and all that shit on their farm. Get a fucking dog. No. Yes. They have lots of cool animals. That's why why, why um, exotic veterinary medicine is a specialty at Texas A&M because people can go and work on people's farms out there and get lots of money for being their wild, their exotic animal vets. Because people that go to Texas A&M are... Texas A&M? Uh-huh. Shut the fuck up. They're fucking crazy. You. You're you're sitting with two... Yeah. Two out of three people in the hey. house went to Texas A&M, according to you. Texas A&M. No, what is it, Spoopy? Texas A&M. What is it? Texas A&M. No, the University of Texas A&M. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Um, Texas A&M University. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut up. Uh, yeah, Bugsy's next problem came about in the form of the Fabrizio brothers. Oh boy. Bugsy had gave the IRS info about a man named George Waxy Gordon. Waxy. Why did I make George? No, his name is Waxy Gordon. Where did George come from? I... You just said George for fun of it? Yep. Oh, well. Um, he was evading his taxes, which subsequently led the gover- uh, for, led to his imprisonment. Isn't that what happened to Al Capone as well? Didn't he get arrested for tax evasion? Yep. Uh, so somebody just called him out on it. Yeah. Uh, Gordon hired the two Fabrizio brothers from prison to murder Bugsy. Um, they failed. Uh, and Bugsy hunted them down and killed him. Love that. In jail? They were in jail? and he No, was like... he, they were out of jail. Gordon hired them from jail. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and so he killed them. And then uh, after this, one of the last brothers, the Tony Fabrizio, the last brother, who was not involved at all, uh, had begun writing a memoir about the events and gave it to his lawyer in as an attempt to expose the criminals. Bugsy found out. And killed him. He was checking in. So he checked up into a hospital, and in the middle of the night, he snuck out. Uh, he grabbed two accomplices and posed as detectives to lure Fabrizio out of his home and gunned him down on the street. And then probably went back to the hospital and was like, I was here the yeah. entire time. So, that was his alibi. Learning from his associates that he might be in danger because the other gangs were like, no, 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 no. We don't think you stayed there. Yeah. And he was like, what? I was I there the whole time. time. <laughs> Why? Boo! I was feeling ill. <laughs> Anyways, they were like, no, no. No, no. A child? No, no. So he uh, fled to California. Mm-hmm. Uh, his new mission was to develop a syndicate-sanctioned gambling racket with the Los Angeles family boss, Jack Dragna. Um, after a minor... show up and like, hey, I've got this good old... Uh, crime syndicate up in all the states up there and I'm here to just see the boss of Los Angeles Los Angeles County you know or say give me some I'll give some dang old booze you, you got know? some horses down here see I see you there all the I time I don't know how about I was uh, oh. I would stay there and get some money for you <laughs> Uh, so after hey, my a, accent wasn't terrible to me West I, I attempted hey I tried to Yours is definitely better, but I try to. Well, hey, so that's two accents that I can do: Southern and kind of Chicago. <laughs> Somebody who moved from Texas to Chicago in the late 
1940s and was there for like a week and was like, I'm, oh, I'm not going to get anywhere there, without no accents. <laughs> so let me try. Shut the fuck up. Um, so Bugsy was like, no, I'm not going to help you do it. I'm doing it. So he took over the project entirely. Um, he used the money he attained through his venture to fund a drug trade route through Mexico to the United States. By 1942, he was also making the syndicate uh, about $500,000 a day. Wow. A day. From the bookie portion of the game. That's still not even as much as, uh, what's that billionaire? Jeff Bezos? Bezos. Bezos. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, he ran with the highest He ran with the highest circles in Hollywood at the time. Clark Gable, Cary Grant, Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner. I know all those names. Mayer, Metro Golden Movie Company, Warner, Time Warner. Oh. WB. The Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark Gable was in uh, Gone with the Wind. Cary Grant was in North by Northwest. Gotcha. Uh, Jean Harlow. Nope. Jean Harlow was a woman. Name a woman. (laughs) Jean Harlow. Jean Harlow was a a friend of his and the godmother of his daughter, Millicent. Uh, He threw parties with the likes of Tony Curtis and Frank Sinatra. Uh, He had relationships with several actresses, including Dorothy DeFrazio, the wife of an Italian count. (laughs) DeFrazio took Bugsy to Italy in 1938, where he met Benito Mussolini. Wow. Whom he tried to sell weapons to. He also met Nazis, Ermin Goring, and Joseph Goebbels. He immediately disliked them and later offered to kill them because he was like, I don't like these. I'll kill these Nazis for you. And she was like, No. Don't do that. <laughs> it's too much. Too much to ask. <laughs> uh, 1939, Bugsy had a problem. Uh oh. He was an accessory to a murder of a police informant. Tannenbaum, the murderer, confessed and agreed to testify against Bugsy. Bugsy was then tried for murder. After being arrested and receiving preferential treatment in the jail, his reputation took a dive. Witnesses for the state in his case mysteriously died. Can you guess why? Because the gangs were killing them. Yeah. Um, He had the murder? I'm sure. It didn't explicitly say, but I could imagine. Um, Without further evidence, he was acquitted uh, in 1942. 1944, he was arrested for bookmaking, and he was later acquitted of that as well. LOL. So, with his reputation severely injured, he found an opportunity to reinvent his personal image and go into business with William R. Wilkerson, owner of the Flamingo Hotel oh my in Los An- or, uh, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas, Nevada. Wait, so there was already people in Las Vegas? He had a small hotel. Okay, well... It's- he had a small hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bugsy came. Yeah. Uh, and then it's no longer small. No. I also love that in Have You Been in Las Vegas? Yeah. There's like parts of Las Vegas that are like new, like the Cosmopolitan and the Aria. But then there's like parts that are like old. I went to a <laughs> like Hooters casino. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, so he was like, yeah, um... You guys in Los Angeles just make money doing the bookie stuff. I'm going to figure out what to do here. In Las Vegas. Uh, so in 1946, he decided that he needed to be the owner of the Flamingo. Uh, he altered the agreement with Wilkerson. 
Um, as the owner, he was focused on having the best gambling, best liquor, best food, best entertainers that money could buy. He believed that these things would not only lure high-stakes gamblers, but also vacationers as well uh, that were willing to gamble at least fifty to a hundred dollars. Wilkerson was eventually that was me. My limit was between fifty and hundred dollars. Me too. Nineteen forty dollars. What is that? Five hundred to eight hundred dollars. A lot of dollars. Yeah. Um, Wilkerson was eventually coerced to sell all of his stakes. Coerced. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Coerced part two. Um, oh my gosh. Call back to season one. Hey. Episode one. I'm crying. Oh my God. Is this real? Um, so he coerced him into selling his stakes of the flamingo under the threats of death. Um, <laughs> Just a gentle coerce. You're going to die. I will kill you if you don't do this. And so he was like, you know what? Go ahead. I'm going to go to Paris. I'm going to leave. Bye. So with the hotel. Literally. With the casino under his control, he focused on renovations. So he demanded the finest building allowable with the wartime shortages. By October 1946, the costs were well above $4 million. In 1946, this is how much U.S. dollars? Hey, Google. How much is $4 million? 1946. Hey, Google. Never mind. I'll do my phone. Um, I didn't calculate it, but I imagine it's a lot. Uh, I assume that it's a lot as well. Let's just take a look. See, you said four million dollars in 1946. I'd assume we're taking bets here. I'm gonna say forty million, ten times more, at least. Mm-hmm. Inflation that much? Um, in 1945, it's equivalent to about $56 million. Dang, I was close. Kind of. I was only off by $60 million. Only $60 million is not that That's crazy. crazy. You know what happened a year later um, in, well, we'll get there. No, I wrote it there. 1947, no, spent $6 million. Oh, okay. So $10 million altogether is about $100 million. Over $100 million. $120 million, About $60. 68 million dollars. No. 68.9 million. 4 plus 6 is... Oh, no, no, no. I mean, added on. Oh. Yeah, like 4 million to 6 million. Yeah, so 120 million. About. No. 4 million, and then he added an extra 2 million to make it 6 million. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, got it. Anyways. But you're saying two different years. No, 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 no. December of 1946, the club opened with the casino, lounge, theater, and restaurants. The soft opening was served to infuriate Bugsy more than in power. Uh, there were major losses, and he was seen to be visibly irate uh, because he only had minor celebrities show up and a l- couple of townsfolk. He was not very successful. In his beginning. Wait, wasn't this hotel already open? It was closed, and then he reopened it after these renovations. Um, So after two weeks of operating, he was $275,000 in the red. Wow. Uh, Bugsy closed in January of of 1947 and then reopened in March of 1947 uh, with Lansky, his old friend, present, and they began to turn a profit. By the time that the profits were especially noticeable, the mob bosses above Bugsy were... Tired of waiting. <coughs> so on June 20th, 1946. The ones from Los Angeles who he took a bunch of money from. The ones from the East Coast. What happened? Where did he get? How did he have. They all over the place, boo. Oh. 
1947, Bugsy was lounging with his associate, Alan Smiley, in his Beverly Hills home, reading the LEA Times. He was shot by an unknown assailant through his window, hitting him many times, twice in the head. And today, the crime still remains unsolved. Wow, so they have no idea who shot him. Nope. But also they probably... But it's also definitely somebody from the mob. Yeah. And also that guy who shot him probably got shot... And, and could it never. Like, it, yeah, it was just like a cascade of people who it's got just shot. Like a circle. Yeah, it's cyclical. Like no this. one, no one knew who the other person that was going to shoot the next person was. And it was just like mm, he's dead. Or he's they dead. come to your door and they're like, "I'm a detective." Yeah. Bam. No. No, you're dead. Anyways, so a lot of the uh, new New Vegas, Las Vegas uh, hotel owners and show operators take leads from Bugsy for being like. We're going to spend as much money as possible, get the best stuff so people will come. Yeah. And so he started that. Well, look at the fucking Bellagio. The Bellagio has those, uh, because that's the place I stayed whenever I was in Vegas. Uh, fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> I love the Bellagio because they had like five different sections of like these big old like indoor gardens that they change every month, basically. Uh, and like full on like fan scenes and like all this other stuff and they have the the water show out front I mean the Bellagio was amazing and they have clubs inside their clubs inside their clubs like the whole concept of Vegas just like baffles my mind it's like oh you want to go to this club there's five of them in Vegas okay girl yep. like and on top of that the clubs are so fucking expensive I'm glad I went to Vegas with my older brother and he was paying for everything because I would not have been able to handle it because each of those drinks, a little drink, little one-shot drink that you get at JR, $25. Yeah. $25. No, ma'am. I went with my brother for his bachelor party. Yeah. And uh, we did some stupid shit. Yeah. But I paid for some of my things. Some of my things. But, but see, that's the thing. His like, friends were there, and they were like, it's his bachelor party. Um, Fucking bring shot. it on a whole yeah. bottle. No, I could not. That's what, if you want to go to Vegas... Drink the drinks that they're serving you because they they do serve you decent quality liquor, especially if you tip the waiters and waitresses. They keep coming back. Um, but just play the penny slots for like very slowly, little at a time. Just toss your drinks back very quickly. Then be like, okay, now we're going to close. <laughs> That's how you do it. The drop place- $50 on the, the penny slots and then you go to the club so you're not dropping $300. My brother spent $400 there and I think him and I had, what, five drinks total the only club that we went to was this thing uh well they went without me because i was like oh i guess i'm going to bed and then they went to a strip club i was like thank you (laughs) thank you for not telling me those those not interested (laughs) at all not doing that um but that we went to like this ice bar like Mm -hmm. everything was ice and it was you have to they give you a parka to go inside i love that because it's so cold did you have to pay a, a fee to go inside yeah I think it was like 25 bucks. Yeah. And then, uh, but it gets you two drinks. Oh, cool. So you go inside and then they do like, it's an ice sculpture that you can pour liquor down. And you take a shot. And you take a shot from it. Love that. So that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, But I went with four straight guys and it was not as fun as maybe it would have been with the gays. Yeah. The gays. See, that's the thing. Hey, let's go see some like showgirls. Yes. My brother even offered me to go to, offered to go to a gay bar when I was there. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like every single person here in this group is straight, and I'm pretty certain if you were to ask them, like, let's go to a gay bar, they'd be like, Girl. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> not into that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I would love to go back and experience it with a bunch of gays as well. 
It'd be, I think it'd be fun. Duggies. Mm. Wow. What an episode. Wow. Thanks, Bugsy. Yes. Thanks for letting us know. Thanks, thanks for, for creating Las Vegas yeah, for honestly, us. Thanks for, for making Vegas step their pussies up. Wow. Do their thing, you know? What? Wow. Wow. You know who always steps their pussy up? Who? Magonomy works. Magonomy works. Magonomy works. Um, economy works is something very special. Do you want me to open up my computer? No, because I've got it right here, and I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. All right. It's it's just a well. So while he's doing that, I'm going to go ahead and plug um, our new segment for our, for season two. We are trying to increase our social media presence. Uh, so Spencer and I are doing once a week lives here. Uh, in the studio, lol. Um, so Let's we're do doing <laughs> craft cocktails with Chris. So once every other week, I will be creating delicious craft cocktails for us. It'll be quick little happy hour uh, treats for everyone. And then every other week after that, Spencer will be doing sizzling with Spencer. So he'll be creating delicious quick meals for, or not quick, but delicious meals uh, for us to. Uh, devour and enjoy during our podcast. I'm just giving you a little bit of behind the scenes uh, stuff that goes on back here while we are getting ready for delivering our amazing episodes to you every single week. You ready now? No. No. So you can where, find those, where can they find us? You can find those on our Facebook lives. Uh, Facebook, you can always search our spoopy podcast. It'll definitely show up. But if you want to go to facebook.com slash our spoop, it will definitely show up there. Uh, we You can always check for updates on Twitter on our spoopy. Uh, I'm sorry. Facebook. Twitter.com slash our spoopy. And then if you want to look on Instagram, that's uh, instagram.com slash our spoopy podcast. If you want to shoot us any sort of emails and let us know, because I have already received a couple of reviews about our um, uh, segments online for our Facebook Lives. Um, so if you want to shoot us an email and let us know how you feel about those, send us an email at rspodcast at gmail.com. You can always look us up on rspodcast.com just to kind of see what we're all about. So let me know. Hit us up, girl. Hit us up. Also, hit up Economy Works. Yeah. Um, are you a small business owner trying to do it all? Take marketing, for example. Nowadays, your business has to have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn account. Who has time to take pictures, write posts, and get them all posted online, let alone like, comment, share, and respond to followers? Don't worry. Economy Works is here to help. Woo! Let the Economy Works Talent Network help you do marketing so you can grow your business. Economy Works. When we work, the, the Economy, economy works! works! Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. Hell yeah, brother. Ew. <laughs> Come on, what? Economy Works. Sponsoring all of our segments. Doing the podcast up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Should we tell our friends to get, get spoopy, spoopy with it? it?